You know what I don't enjoy is accidentally hitting get up while you're in a space battle. (laughs) (laughs) That animation is the slowest animation. (laughs) Welcome back to a brand new episode of Starfield with Normal People. My name's Dwayne and I'm with my buddy, my friend, Michael, Michael, what's happening, man? Oh, I'm just excited to be here. Been playing some Starfield. I actually had a few days where I could not play Starfield. Yeah. And that was a very, that was a difficult few days, I got to say. had busy weeks. Yeah, very busy. I didn't get a whole lot of hours logged either. We were talking about this earlier. And I think after our last podcast, I did like a one of the longer sessions that I had done to date. And then nothing since then. Yeah. So I had like that one marathon session and then just life got in the way. I couldn't couldn't get back to it. But I have been thinking about it. And yeah, I have joined a multitude of Facebook groups about Starfield. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm showing my age, but... Uh, At least I'm, you get to be immersed in Starfield yeah. information and discussion while you're not playing it. And. Facebook knows the algorithm like it knows I like that. So it's serving me more Starfield articles, it seems like. Right. Yeah. There's anything from hilarious ships, you know, the ships continue. Oh, yeah. To more tips um, that I didn't know about before and just weird, funny stuff that people are doing. So I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And you showed me you sent me a picture of the a new ship and I just Oh, my God. We said it last week, but I continue to be impressed. (laughs) You sent me it was a it's an an Atari game. It's a Space Invaders. Yes. It was the original Space Invader like (laughs) guy, you know, like a little alien coming uh down. Yep. Made out of some boxes, uh, some box pieces. And it was so funny. I just love it. I I can't wait to see what else people make. The scale people have just that's a credit to the Starfield uh, developers because people are making huge ships. Yeah. I'm shocked at how big the ships can be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a big surprise for sure. I need to get in there and start building because I quickly filled up my, my cargo hold and the captain's locker is full and you know, all the weapons things are, um, and is this is a question I have for you. If you throw stuff on the ground in there, does it, stay or does it like disappear it sort of does so it it does uh i've experimented with putting stuff on tables maybe i'm doing it wrong i I know that people have said that you can decorate and i've seen them do it yeah so i'm not sure exactly can you decorate in your ship versus can you decorate on your on your um like in the outpost an outpost i kept wanting to say colony right Uh, you can. So this is something I need to look into because I had my Galactic cat and I put, I wanted it to be resting next to my pilot seat. Yeah. And I don't know how it, it flew somewhere. I don't know where it went. (laughs) It's, it's now missing. I got a Skyrim fashion where it gets shot into (laughs) space. I got to look for it. You should know. And most players know this, but if you don't, when you make any changes to your ship if you have decorated the rooms with items they go into the storage so you still have them but they're not as storage space yeah also it does yeah what's nice though is i i accidentally went from one ship that had lots of storage uh to another one and made that my home ship 
And if you have more things in storage on your other ship than you have room for mm-hmm. <laughs> on the next ship, it will be over full and it just won't let you add anything right, until but- you've emptied it out. Mm-hmm. Or or taking it but down. It's not to gonna just number. suddenly delete fifty things. Because, it will not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's, that's nice. Um, but yeah, I do want to decorate my outpost eventually with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one. Like now we're seeing as people are getting into uh past the the ship thing seemed to be like the first thing that people were exploring. And now we're seeing more really cool outposts. I saw something that looked like a page out of Architectural Digest, right? I mean, yeah. it's incredible. Who knows how many hours this person spent? But a uh, beautiful, modern, like just everything was <laughs> well designed and like yeah, beautifully appointed. I don't know how to describe it really, but it was fantastic. It's like I would love to live here. I know? love so. seeing it because a lot of people are actually they're sort of complaining about outposts. I shouldn't say complaining, but they're pointing mm-hmm. out that gameplay wise. There's not, uh, they're saying that there's not really a reason for outposts. Yet. 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 And mm-hmm. we're going to get to that because we've got some ideas and theories about what is going to happen there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. There's a lot of questions people are asking. Why is it like this? Why is it like that? Uh, they say, why when I put a decorative cargo hold on my ship? Because when you choose the room type. Mm-hmm. Why does it not add cargo? And honestly, I think the answer to a lot of these questions is role-playing. And in that case, it's game balancing. They have a very specific like section for this will add more storage to your ship. And then they have another section that's just like rooms. What do you want your ship to look like? Mm Mm-hmm. And it just so happens this one is a cargo hold. It looks like a cargo hold. Yeah, like the computer room. Right. It's not necessarily, it doesn't do anything. It's just decoration really of like computers. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's part of the role-playing thing to your point. Yep. Yep. Somebody said, well, that would make sense except, uh, you know, I don't have a reason to walk around my ship. Mm-hmm. And they think they're saying gameplay wise, and I and I'm I come back to that same answer. The answer is role playing, right? It's there's it's not a reason about, to sit there and look at the a an eclipse, which by the way, someone saw an eclipse no on a planet. Way. Yes, and oh, I was like, wow. okay, now I want to be out there and experience this. Holy crap! But that's part of the role playing thing, right? Yeah, there's like these things that are fill out. And kind of, you know, populate the world of Starfield and make it better to role play in. So, yeah. I I was on a moon that only had, the only thing that I needed to scan was two different resources. There was mm-hmm. nothing else. And I still found myself flying around on my jetpack and exploring points of interest. Yeah. Because... It's just, I just like it. It's just gameplay wise, probably I'm, I'm not going to find like the best rifle or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying it. I'm just, and, and I enjoy walking around my ship and seeing like how I've built it. You know what I don't enjoy is accidentally hitting get up while you're in a space <laughs> battle. <laughs> I oh, man. flipping hate that. I don't <sighs> know. Like G is right next to uh, like like lock on or fire one of my oh, missiles or whatever it. it is. So I'm sitting there like, 
oh my god, I'm dying. I'm spamming buttons, and then suddenly like my guy gets up. Or no, maybe what it is is it's like when I'm getting hailed by <laughs> yeah. pirates, and then I and they're like, why aren't you responding? Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Meanwhile, let me I'm get in back. the get up animation. I'm like, why? Let me get back yeah. to my seat, please. I okay. <laughs> that animation during those moments is the slowest it animation. <laughs> and I, I can't stand it. What was, be what's nice. the equivalent to that in Fallout? Because wasn't there something in Fallout where getting out of your power? Oh, armor. that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Like you're being attacked uh, by a death claw, and uh, like you're just like, ksk, ksk, yeah. let me just climb out of here. Yeah, that was Why? the worst. That would definitely be it. You know what we need? Too funny. Please, Bethesda, please give us another animation for when there is um, a lot of things happening for... What do you mean? Let, let, him, let him jump, out, let him or her jump out of their seat. Oh, right. And then jump back <laughs> I need in. the fast animation. If, you're well, being, is it- if there's gunfire, if people are firing on your ship, mm-hmm. you should be jumping into that pilot seat. Right. Like <laughs> Show me a in. little sense of urgency, not this like... Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's hiding the loading of your ship. It's an actual loading screen is what it is. So it has okay. to be a set length, but you're right. They could make it like l- appear like you're rushing and you trip and so yeah. it still takes an extra second something. or something. Yeah, it's just like... Just trick us a little bit. Yeah. There's no sense of urgency in that animation. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah. Well, hey, that, that could be one thing that they fix or add in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely... Look... <laughs> I, I praise the game a lot because it is my favorite game I've played in a long time. It is not without its faults. Yeah. Um, you know, this doesn't really tie into what we have in our notes, but I just have to get this off my chest. Okay. <laughs> Confess to me. There is my child. <laughs> uh, did you, okay. Did you do, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into heavy spoilers, but mm-hmm. did you do the mission for the, the UC Vanguard yet? Okay. Um, so, is that the one where they want me to infiltrate the pirates crimson fleet the crimson fleet so i am not that one okay yeah uh, so i have not done the one that you're talking about so that's what's interesting and i'll i'll just say this as an aside it's interesting because depending on how you play that mission you kind of have two uc vanguard missions mm-hmm. or you have one uc vanguard mission and one crimson fleet mission because like many bethesda games you can make a choice about how you're gonna play it yep so that is it is interesting well a lot of players who have done the uc vanguard mission will know exactly what i'm talking about basically without spoilers you get to the end you have to make a decision i very carefully made this decision based on what made the most sense and the other option was like one of these options that's a uh well this could resolve it quicker but there's a chance of a big big problem down the road Mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna take the option that might cause huge (laughs) problems down the road Mm -hmm. and let me tell you something Every single member of Constellation, it, every, it, they all had a problem with my decision. Mm. And it's shocking because I thought I was making clearly the right decision. Like, I can't wait for you to do but this mission. it's only one ding 
right? You need at yeah. least five or six for them to really oh to yeah. not be recover from. You can take like a disappointment, yeah, in terms of like your companion or whatever every yeah. once in a while. Here's what's interesting though. Here's what's interesting is a lot of people are like, why does everyone have a problem with this decision? It's clearly the best option. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I started thinking about it because a lot of people are calling it bad writing. So even though it annoyed me, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, maybe it's not bad writing, everyone. Maybe they are making a point about sometimes everyone will be against your decision. Right. Even when you make the right call. Sounds like everyday life for me. <laughs> I'm obviously making a right decision on every decision I make. Yeah. And people are so disappointed. <laughs> Why, are, Why no, is but everyone I mean, this, so mad at me? This does happen in, in real life where, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you, you try to make the best possible decision and... People are not going to like it. It seems like everybody's not going to like it. So, yeah, you're right. I think that's a clever writing. Yeah. Um, it could option. actually be really smart writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the writing, like I notice in sometimes you get into a dialogue tree, if you will, where it's you've determined the outcome, I think, of, of the path of the game, but there's still options and yeah. they're kind of like fluff options, I guess, or just right. like, you know. So how my question is, how often do you actually go through all those options? I feel like you would still go through all the options. You like, know, I would say like 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's the part of me that wants to see all the content. Mm-hmm. But then, honestly, there's been some times where I just say, I know enough. I'm going to yeah. get to the mission. Yeah, you're more excited about the actual mission then. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, I'm glad you brought this up. Because I actually got um, a negative sort of situation from trying to exhaust all the options. <laughs> okay. You? Yeah. Mm. Because. The NPC was angry. Like, l- yeah. Well, luckily I didn't get a so-and-so disliked that. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you see optional, it's not a completionist thing. Because that's how I treated it. If I saw a mission that was like do this and then optional do this, like check the computer for whatever. Yeah. I always do the optional. Now, 90% of the time, it's going to give you like an easier route. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do it. Here's where it really kicked me in a bad way. Okay. So (laughs) I got to a part in the story where it's like, uh, choose to take this thing to the vanguard or choose to take this thing to the pirates. Yeah. Okay. The game says to make that choice. And then it says optional. Ask Sarah what she thinks. Mm, Okay. Well, think about this. Yeah. Obviously I know what she thinks. She's not going to be like a pirate's life for me. Let's kill and and take. Okay. But because of that completionist in me, mm. I go, oh, maybe this is like extra story or, or you know what I mean? I go and I, I'm like, hey, do you think I should choose Vanguard or the Pirates? She's like, I can't believe you are asking me right? this. The fact that you even asked that, like if it was even an option. Yeah. Yeah. They tricked you. They tricked me <laughs> so bad because as she's saying that, I'm like feeling very dumb. I'm like. 
Mm. Yeah, of course. I like, of course. I, why did I ask her? Of course I knew that this was the answer. Sorry, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really funny because they got me with my completionist mm-hmm. mentality. They're like, this will teach him. Now I know. Now I know that like, as I go now through the story, <laughs> <laughs> now I know if I'm like, I already know what this person's going to say. I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, there, there's been that actually makes me think of a scene in Baldur's Gate where there, there was a child who was playing a um, like stealing stuff and or whatever, and they there was the dialogue option of having them repeat the coin flip over and over and over, and I was like, <laughs> how far can I take this? I think I did it like six or seven times, uh-huh. and the, the kids just like. It went to the same one after like the fourth one. Right. But it had four separate uh, responses up to that point, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, But it was like exhausting that character. You know, it (laughs) it was funny to sometimes try to push those dialogue trees to see where you can take them. But yeah. Yeah. So since I mentioned that other game, should we talk about all the cyberpunk uh, comparisons and... You, I think I'm even a developer got everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I I swear this week exactly what you're saying there has just been tons of like posts in like the Starfield subreddit where it's like I went back and played Cyberpunk and here's what I think about Starfield. And I'm like, "Why? Yeah. Why are there so many posts about Cyberpunk? Also, not a hater, Cyberpunk is awesome." Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are different games. So what uh, what's the big one that you've seen a lot of the, the comparison? I think it was just that cyberpunk is a superior looking game, like facial animations, things like yep. that. Like, and, yep. and when we're seeing, oh, the new, the 2.0 version came out and now it's the best game ever and I'll never play Starfield again or something, you know, it's yeah. just silly stuff like that. A lot of, yep. And, uh, and I, I think we've talked about it before where it's like, their games do different things. Different games do different things for you. So yep. go play cyberpunk, have fun with it, or, you know, take a break from Starfield and play Baldur's Gate or whatever. The thing is that cyberpunk is a more tight story. Mm-hmm. It has very scripted story elements um, that guide you from point A to point B. Now, how you get from point A to point B is very open and it's even more open now with the 2.0. Yeah. And the it's it's great. I love that they have made it even more of an RPG, but people are talking about the animations and they're mm-hmm. not considering the fact that the animations the 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 mouth matching to the voice and the uh like all the hand the, you know, it's all motion capture. Mhm. And it's active. Dude, out. I come from the nineties when uh <laughs> or even before then, but like when facial animations were just like not existent. Let yeah. alone having the lips match the voice. I mean, what was the uh Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2? I went back and I started playing that again and it's so funny to see those blocky what we thought they were great at the time, right. you know, these animations. And I wanna say that they their lips didn't even move. It's just like their faces. Yeah, and they're they were just sort yeah. of like, but move back, back and forth yeah, a little bit. Yeah, kind of like yeah, they kind of mannequined around on the screen a little bit. But 
Well, in a in a moment of validation, Patrick K. Mills, who is the senior quest designer for uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk mm-hmm. actually came out and defended Starfield, and he pointed out uh, what we already know, what most of us should already know, is that they are different games built very differently. Yeah. He also points out that Starfield is extremely more massive in how many people you can talk to, mm-hmm. how many missions and side quests there are. The general scope is seems to be way bigger. Yep. Hey, should we mention that Baldur's not Baldur's Gate, but but Cyberpunk has been out for two years now also? And I, they're, they're right. finally fixing it? I mean, there's that. That's so you're comparing a game yeah. that's you know been out and they've been fixing all the stuff that's wrong with it for the last two years to a game that just got released. Yeah. So. And and S- Cyberpunk when it first came out still a good game mm-hmm. but not a good open world game. It yeah. had an open world, but NPCs just walked around uh there was there like the cop system has been completely revamped. Mm-hmm. Now like random encounters will happen, gangs are like in fights with cops and stuff like that. None of that was in the game right. when it first came it was out. Pretty rough when it first came out. And so everything was like motion captured. And so I have to say, for Starfield not to use motion capture and they mm-hmm. didn't, their system where the animated, like the mouth matches the sound coming out, like mm-hmm. it's very impressive. Yeah. And the only reason that Cyberpunk looks the way it did is because it was painstakingly crafted around the voice actor. Mm -hmm. So now what's, it's just so cool. Like, just think about that. Starfield has a system where a voice actor, they just talk, they feed that into the game and then the character will create mouth movements that match based on the sound. That's very Mm -hmm. impressive. Yeah, it's the whole puppet animation thing. You know, it's like all the O sounds do this with the mouth and the, yep. the M and the N and the consonants and all that stuff have different looks. So they add it all in and they're able to make a a competent looking puppet more or less. Yeah. You know? So yeah, sure. Like I agree. I agree that when I played cyberpunk and I saw some of the cutscenes and people talking yeah, yes, but Michael, it looks so real. <laughs> guess what Starfield doesn't have that Cyberpunk does? What did they have? Keanu MF or Cyber, yeah. That Which, all, uh, that does take it up a notch. If you if you like your woes, then I mean <laughs> He's so Cyberpunk good on that too. You. It's so it's so fun to hear him be Johnny Silverhand. Mm-hmm. Uh I do love that. <laughs> Maybe a lot. we'll get a celebrity in sprinkled in starfield at some point yeah well that's what's funny is is that's why they kind of not to say that they don't get celebrities because they do but a lot of times they won't get huge huge celebrities to play a a main character in a bethesda game because it's so much work Mm -hmm. it requires a lot of of time yeah you have to come in and record so much um, there's that, a breathtaking yeah. amount of, of dialogue in this game, just yeah. in the small amount that I've explored. Yeah. And I haven't even touched on the other three main characters yet. So yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fun to explore those. 
It's absolutely insane. By the way, I'm loving the AI uh, representations of the four main characters. Have you seen these where it's like they, they just feed it into the, um, one of these AI paint programs and they look like Sarah and uh, Barrett. I mean, they just look so cool and so human like, and yeah, I'll send it to you. I need to see that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, you know, we, we have all these things that we, you know, we talk about that we want to come to the game. And what's very cool is Bethesda has stated that they are they they've planned to support and add to this game for the next five years. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, that's a that's like a Grand Theft Auto uh, dedication. You know, like yeah, because GTA made so much money that they are able to release all these updates and ongoing things for it for a decade yeah. after the fact. Yeah, especially so, GTA Online. Yeah, mm-hmm. GTA Online, and they probably they probably make so much money because uh, they sell like in-game currency and right. But yeah. I don't think we'll see Bethesda do that. That's never happened with Bethesda stuff. But oh Not, wait, well they do All the Creation Club. Yeah, Creation Club, right? They do the Creation Club. I'm okay with that. And you know, somebody uh, listener, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the modders that are basically inducted into the creation club. Mm-hmm. I believe they make some money on that. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should. Um and so that's that's very cool. It's a very cool way for the modding community to, to sort of come in and have some ownership and make a little bit of money. Dude, the things in the creation club are not that expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty cheap. And I'm not trying to defend like horse armor or anything like that <laughs> yes the famed horse armor <laughs> how much was it 19 dollars? Uh, like i don't know it was, no, it was up there i think it was like five i don't know but it was just like it just set a bad it, it was a bad taste yeah because it was like why is it not in the game already yeah um but i will say that um i know that personally yeah we all want stuff to come to us for free but personally, if I love a game and I'm still playing it mm. and then something comes out and it's like, hey, you can add this to your game for five bucks, five yeah. bucks here, five bucks there. I if I'm playing a game after three or four years, dude, yeah, that's why nothing. is it not worth it to just that's less than a Starbucks. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And you were saying there was a one modder who actually became a developer. Uh, it says <laughs> so the headline is funny because it says Skyrim's cheese house art architect. And Clutter oh, the Curator um, yeah, brought their powers to Starfield. So this was... So Emmy Junkari was, yes, a Skyrim modder. And now was the official, like, junk uh, and item placer okay. in Starfield. Nice. And that does... I thought it was well done. Like, everything I'm fine... We've yes. said that before. And yes. there's clever placement of objects. Someone cared about this job, and it's Emmy. Yeah, thank it, you, Emmy. Thank you. Yes, because I was gonna, I was gonna kind of, sort of joke that the the title sounds funny. Mm-hmm. That you just go, you chief. throw junk around, <laughs> you know, a room. But absolutely, what you said is true. It's so well done. I have like never seen a game where random items that you can pick up feel so naturally strewn about Mm -hmm. in a room 
and it feels very lived in. And I just, I, you know, I play lots of games. Some games it's just, uh, you know, a, a room might look too perfect, too yeah. well-placed. And Starfield's uh, huge strength is that things feel lived in. I agree with that. And one way that they do that is wherever you go, you kind of, you discover the enemy that you're fighting there. And then you kind of find their living spaces, which is cool. It's like, oh, this is where they all sleep at night. And you see like their posters and some of the chunks that they've been eating. And actually, yes, the the empty wrappers of Mm -hmm. chunks. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad you brought this up because there is a very funny post, a, a funny and tragic post. Okay. From a, a redditor named Drink Water Hourly. First off, mm, that's a good tip. Great advice. Yes. <laughs> that's great life advice. Day, right? um, but they said that they slaughtered an outpost full of spacers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tons of enemies. They go in, kill, 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 loot, loot, loot. And at the end of it, they found a data pad that said, uh, this extraction site is a chance for us to start over and leave our pasts behind. We aren't pirates anymore. Oh no. We're just regular people. <laughs> Reformed spacers. <laughs> Man, it feels good to say that. We're working hard to get everything up and running and we're even managing to make it feel like home. Is this what we call retirement? <laughs> <laughs> you know that some Bethesda employee was just laughing mm. as they created this. They were just like, we're going to make someone feel very bad for clearing out this outpost. (laughs) That's what makes reading these little notes that you find worthwhile. Yeah. Right. Is these kind of like story elements that that you discover. That's funny. Yeah. And it's not like the living space is not the same prefab for Mars and for, you know, every single place that we come across. It seems to be different. It might have the same bed or something. It seems to be. But. But there are a lot of thing a lot of points of interest that repeat Mm -hmm. now this has been a complaint some people are saying uh oh by the time i went to my fifth cryo facility like Mm -hmm. like apparently not only the look of it is the same but apparently the layout is the same Mm. so i would actually i gotta tell you you're gonna lean on role-playing again yeah (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, there is a part of me that just says, this is the nature of games. You're going to see repeated stuff as you play more and more. Yeah. And I I haven't, I'm granted, I'm relatively early into the game. I haven't had that feeling of like, oh, I've seen all this stuff before. The only, I mean, the main storyline when you're going to the temples or whatnot. Yeah. That's been a, a little bit you know, repetitive, but that it's is, not bad. I, I, some yeah. people complain about it a lot. And I'm like, you're in there. So like, it's, it's not long that you're in there. You're not it's, in it's there very few, long. It's not even a minute probably. Yeah. So it's not that big a deal. It's not but, that big a deal, but, but I've, I haven't yeah. gotten a sense of like, well, it's the same prefab that just got plopped down on this planet and right. the same enemies are spawning in all the same places. No, I have never had that feeling yet. So I haven't either. I've played a lot and I'll say this. Um, I don't think the, I, if you're listening and you have that opinion, guys, uh, I don't think you're wrong. Okay. 
I'm just saying. I that do. <laughs> Dwayne <laughs> My does. My name is Michael, and I think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I. It's just that I personally, I haven't like felt like, oh, it's the same layout. However, if they are going to be adding to the game for five years, uh, what I would love is for some of these points of interest to be a little bit more uh, procedurally built. Mm-hmm. That like would they could take the elements yeah. of the ice station and make one main module and then have all these other modules mm-hmm. that somehow join into it. So that is something that I would like to see. I think that would be very cool. Like, wow, maybe they're 2.0. Here in a year, maybe they'll say points of interest are now built out module modularly. Is that modularity? A, yeah. <laughs> the singularity um, of modules. But then um well, I, modders that are gonna will help. do so much too. Yes. Right? Like they're gonna be able to add all this new content. And I think I saw some Star Wars related stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a bunch of that. Kind of fit into this universe pretty well. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of that. Um, well, speaking of adding stuff to the game for the next five years, is there anything that's sort of on your wish list? Now you're you still have lots of game to play, mm-hmm. but is there anything that you're seeing that you just think you would like to be I'd, added? I'd like to see more scary creature fights. Mm. Maybe I'm still early in the game and there's bigger, better stuff to fight out there, but I feel like there could... And I, I remember on our very first podcast, I think we said that there could be bigger creatures. Yeah. And that's not really in the game. That dream my... is slowly dying for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why they could. I mean, look at the scale of, of ships. And yeah. Look at the scale of build, buildings in this game. I mean, there's yeah. no reason why I don't, I think they could have, you know, a giant uh, stuff that you could fight. And with the jetpack and all the mobility that you have on different planet gravity and stuff. Oh, I mean, it'd be, man. It'd be cool to be flying around. Yeah. You know, I don't need anything creature? like Colossus sized. I yeah. just need something maybe, I don't know, 20 meters, 30 meters. Dude. What you're saying reminds me of a a small complaint that I have, which is that uh, there are creatures that are um, like hunters or like they're, they, they're, they come after you. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like there are any that are dangerous enough. I, Mm -hmm. I think early on I got to a planet and I was like, Whoa, these, these creatures are hurting me. Right. I'm too weak to really hang around and fight these guys. Although I will say I actually have not, uh, you know, on the star map, mm-hmm. how there's like those planets on the outskirts that are like red or, or stars mm-hmm. that are like kind of in the red. I'll say I actually have not ventured outward to those particular places. And we got to check places. those out. Did you see someone discovered a test one planet? Really? Yeah. Like a developer A developer test? planet. <gasps> Yeah. No, I don't know any more information than that, but uh, okay, it's beyond. Uh, I guess you could ch- cheat the game console command over there. I wonder. Oh, so so is it maybe that you can only get there through either console commands or modding? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. okay. So you couldn't. Okay, you couldn't do it if you're just playing vanilla. That's interesting. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, if you're listening, yeah. look that up because that sounds very uh, curious. Mm-hmm. There's uh, mysteries. Mysteries yeah. in the universe to discover. I got to say that um, another thing that I would love to see 
because man, I am with you on the larger creatures thing. Cause yeah, we've got that jetpack. That'd be cool. Another thing that I would like to see. Yes. Everyone is pretty sure that survival mode is coming. Um, Mm -hmm. so obviously that, but also makes it sort of a rogue. Like it could. Yeah. Yeah. You get one life. So I'm hoping that with that, Oh, that would be painful. Well, here's the thing. Before I get into what I want out of outpost building, um, survival mode, survival mode is very different in Skyrim and Fallout. So remind me, do you, because you're saying roguelike and one life. Is that how it was in Fallout? I want to say it didn't make you start the game over. Right. It's you just, oh, you just it's just that you could only save when you went to sleep. Is that what it was? Yeah, That's what it so was. So your save could be a long time ago. Yeah, you could <laughs> and you so could really yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't lose the whole game, uh, but you could lose so much time. Mm-hmm. Especially like depending on where you are, what you're doing. This could be a similar way. I mean it's designed in the same way where sleeping is a buff. Yeah. And yeah. It could. So uh, my counterpoint is that Skyrim their survival mode is very different. And I believe that in that one, you can save any time. Um, so there's not that challenge, but the challenge is that you can only level up when you go to sleep. You, uh, you know, feel cold. There's no fast travel. So both of them, that they have that in common, that you mm-hmm. can't fast travel. Um, so very excited for the possibility of survival mode. Yeah. But my biggest, like, disappointment um, is kind of like, so there are people saying that there's no point to outposts. First off, yes, there is. Number one, role play. (laughs) (laughs) But number two, you can actually um, build an outpost that produces money. You know, like, you can... It's supposed to be for the economy of your player character yeah more or less is what i'm getting from it however i think i don't know if you were going to get to this or not but there's the third thing of it's just fun or it can be yeah rewarding to build a cool outpost on a planet and use your resources to to make things yeah it's, it's like being a woodworker in in real life you know you got to go out and buy the the right kind of wood and you have to have the machines to Cut mm-hmm. the corners properly, whatever miter saws and all this stuff. Yeah, why so, did you build that birdhouse? You could have just made one. Well, it or you could have just fun. bought one on Amazon. It's the or, joy. I mean, you could have just bought one. Yeah, yeah. It's like the cathartic joy of building something and then standing back and looking at it and be like, I friggin' built this. Yeah, it's what car guys do. You know, we like we the some of us who work on cars because like, Dwayne is a car guy, and we we get a kick yep. out of like stepping back and saying, I did it. Yeah, you know. Yep. And I can and I can fix it if something goes wrong. So I think there's that that aspect to it. But. So definitely like I think outpost building is just fun right now. Mm-hmm. But So you do think it's fun. Like how much have you really done? I've done uh I've done like a little starter base. Um the thing is I do think it's fun. However, I stopped because I needed way more supplies. Mm-hmm. Like and uh, assets and materials. Yeah. They're so, saying build it yeah. on a titanium. And what's the other thing that you need? A, it's like a aluminum. Aluminum and titanium. Like yeah. build it on the edge of, of those two resources. 
Yeah, so I think I need to be smarter with like my placement, which planet I go to. Right now, my ch- what I do is I choose the planet that just looks the nicest. Sure, sure. Um, but, th- but you can find a nice looking planet and then scan for its resources and find a good spot where it has that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that brings me to my big wish list item. I Which want- is only available in our pa- Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, my wish list item for the next five years of content development is give me farming at my outpost. That'd be so fun. I want to uh, survive. Apparently, I didn't know this mm. until recently. I was reading. Apparently, you can do some farming. In fact, there's a perk for it. However, it's a little bit uh, misleading because you can only farm plants that are indigenous to that, to that planet. planet. Yeah. I was actually going to say it'd be cool if you could gather plants from different planets, bring them to your colony and or your outpost, I mean, and it, create your own little farm of yeah. whatever. And, you know, we were talking about how there is a building, there's a prefab that is called hydroponic something or other. Mm-hmm. And you can't plant Put in your it. weed in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you know, I have to say, uh, me and like everyone I know playing No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. at one point or another, we all had to build a grow farm. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> in the game, there's a plant that's obviously it's called something else. But it looks exactly like a marijuana plant. Sure. So what part of the fun That's was actually like, how yeah. you get to the center of the universe in that game. Is you, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> hey, man, I know how you get there. Um, yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I have to think that the reason it's called a hydroponic whatever is because at some point in the future, they're going to add the ability to farm mm-hmm. any plant so yeah i hope so especially since if they add a survival mode like the one thing oh man it's i am loving the game but the one thing that i was so excited for the eat button was was (laughs) was to settle down on a planet and have to survive yeah and build a farm and basically i want to play minecraft in starfield i love that honestly it could be the case in a future dlc like I I feel like it's they gotta. that's going to be something on their radar because they're smart people over yeah. there and yeah. they have to have thought of that. It's not you know? just me. Everyone's asking for it, and mm-hmm. you can clearly see that the game has a foundation for it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's just all like right there. They just haven't added the final touch. Right. So I'm not worried. I yeah. know it's coming. I'm enjoying the game. When that comes, I will enjoy it even more. I, I think what's good about it not being here is that I can play all the other stuff. I can just play it like an RPG, the way it was designed. Mm-hmm. And then in a year or two, when they add this new element, oh, it's going to be a different game for me. Yeah. It's going to be more like DayZ or, you know, The Long Dark or like one of these survival games. Mm-hmm. And I love those, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. That sounds fun. Do you have any other wish list items for something to be added for me the big inconvenience is when i get off my ship onto a hostile environment planet i don't have that many spacesuits right now early game that have enough oh. thermal protection 
or right. like that add up all the stats. So yeah, just about every planet I'm on, I'm, it's either too hot or too cold. So yeah. I'm like, I just take damage and I don't know. That's just a, that's an early game problem, you know, until I'll I find better gear. You know what is... Or manage it better. I, th- I have a feel like I've come across like literally a hundred spacesuits and yeah. left either left them there or... Well, they, it'll like, get heavy, like yeah, carrying Yeah, they're, they're heavy. Sure. Oh, but once you get the storage then on your ship, mm-hmm. then yes, might be nice to have a ton of different suits. Yeah, or just need. a couple items that I know off the bat are, okay, this is for when I need thermal 100. I, I do, add these four items or whatever. There is a little tip. Um, I don't know if it helps with thermal, but there's actually a clothing item that can go under your suit called the, it's the hazmat suit. Oh, okay. so what's nice. I've it's not, yeah, it's not your, it's not your space armor. Right. It's the uh, clothing it goes, underneath. It goes yeah. underneath. Um, it's funny cause a lot of players that are, you know, they're, they're the play to win players. The hazmat suit is it. And they put that on and that's what they wear from now on. I can't do that because mm-hmm. I want to look like um, <laughs> like a certain way when I'm walking around the city. I can't be can't walking around in a hazmat, hazmat suit. Around. Is it yellow? <laughs> no, it's blue. Okay. I think it's blue. I've got one. So, I mean, I, I have one in case I need to put it on. But, yeah. Um, yeah. If you're a space trucker, and I know you are, mm-hmm. I found something. After 100 hours, I found a trucker helmet. So, there's trucker helmets. Tell me where to get it. <laughs> But this was a a rare, and it had a special trait that stunned me because it was minus 25% weight for anything stored on your ship. Wow. That's awesome. I was like, what? And so, so only yeah. while you equip it, so you got to be wearing it, and then your ship, you could fill it up and I then you guess. can unequip it because you're saying before that it's, it doesn't penalize you. It's not it going to overflow. Yeah, it. It'll just overflow. You just can't add any new stuff. Interesting. What's interesting too, is I love the commitment to the space trucker <laughs> character because, yeah. uh, We're finding more and more items. Did you know that you can take trucking missions from Hopetown? No. So there's somebody that you can talk to if you want to fully commit to hauling and hauling loads, <laughs> hauling loads, you can do that. Large Marge. Is she the quest giver? <laughs> <laughs> and when they pulled her from the wreckage. That's so terrifying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. And it just it makes nice. me realize that, like, I'm doing a well-rounded character. And so I kind of pass up some of these very interesting traits that if you focus on a character and you're like, I'm an assassin, I'm a sniper, I'm a trucker, Mm -hmm. you could end up kind of equipping the right items and be very, very good at like one particular thing. Yeah. And it's funny because in the game, it reminds you every once in a while through dialogue what you are. I forgot that I chose bouncer. As one of my right. options. And yeah. then it gave me, you know, a bonus in the dialogue yeah. to like intimidate somebody because I had that bouncer background. That Yeah, that is cool. But I, I almost had forgotten that I picked that. I saw somebody complaining about Neon Street Rat, which I I picked. Mm-hmm. And it's what interesting. What does that give you? 
So what it does is it gives you different like dialogue options for whenever someone talks about neon, you'll have these little options to be like, oh yeah, no, I grew up there, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know how it's like this. The problem is somebody said that they wanted to role play as sort of a criminal, career criminal from neon. Yeah. And they, they have pickpocket skills and they've got the, you know, this and whatever. And the problem comes from the fact that the game lets you be from neon, but all your dialogue is like basically, oh yeah, it's a terrible place that I want to get out of. Or it's like, oh yeah. Insider knowledge on neon. Yeah. More than than a persona of like being kind of edgy and street rat. Yeah, and yeah. the the person actually said that they had a big problem with um, the the neon street rat option when someone was talking about Aurora was to talk about how it's a horrible drug that people need to get <laughs> off of, yeah. and he was and he was like, "This is a bummer for me because I want to be a character that's just like I don't care what people do. I don't care if people use Aurora it's recreationally. Part of their cleaning up the Bethesda universe for this game." Like if you want yeah. that stuff, go play Fallout 4. It's there. Like you yeah. can be a bad, bad person in that game. I this agree game, with you, they're, but they're I still also kind of like kind of disagree because it's like, mm-hmm. shouldn't you be allowed to play? And you can still oh, go, yeah, murder anyone you want in this yeah. game, um, yeah, except for the like anyone with a name, yeah, yeah named. <laughs> But but here's the thing too. In defense of Bethesda, there is so much dialogue, and it you kind of have to pick and choose. Like there's so many things built into the game that am I gonna be mad that they didn't then build in another small thing? It's like there's so much there. So it's mm-hmm. like you, it's tough. It's tough to make like the like the perfect game that covers every type of character that you want to play right. unless you do text only have you successfully pickpocketed anyone that just made me think not at all i haven't yeah i've not no. even tried yet i don't know i don't have the perk you, but i'm just yeah, saying like yeah um, i haven't gotten the perk and but you i haven't wanted to get it, it because i'm like i don't know that i need it but it might be kind of fun i guess it um, might be fun i did notice uh in the trailers and in the direct that pickpocketing would pause in the old games fallout and skyrim and in this they were slowly walking with the person and pickpocketing Uh, so it seems a little bit more like you have to like i like that like you it's a little bit more of a challenge mm -hmm. the world doesn't pause and allow you to sift through their stuff right um so that is interesting but yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not playing that type of a character. And like, after a while, you only level up every so often. And so I'm at le- I'm past level 41. Oh wow! Uh, or I'm I'm either at 41 or 42. Mm-hmm. And every perk point opportunity is so precious that like I just can't be big decisions by the time you get to that <sighs> level because <laughs> you're like I'd, they're few yeah. and far between when this rolls are rolls by believe it or not i actually have two points right now like sitting yeah yeah because i'm i didn't level up i needed to kill like one more person with a shotgun yeah before i could spend it so i was like okay i'm gonna hold it and then i actually leveled up and forgot about it 
But I, I kind of like that too. Like I've been in that situation, not with two, but I've been in the situation where I had a perk point and I was like, okay, I I know what I want, but I have to do this thing Mm -hmm. at first. Um, I actually like that system. I like that you, if you want to level up shotguns, you got to get kills with shotguns. Yeah. It's, it hasn't annoyed me. That's for sure. Like I just feel like it's, they're very doable. And most of the time you do them just by normal gameplay without even really trying. I've played other games. Oh, Far Cry. Mm -hmm. Far Cry 5 had a system like that where you would earn perk points by doing challenges. And some of them were like Starfield, but some of them like later on, they had you doing things that like wasn't, for me, wasn't normal gameplay. Mm -hmm. And Flying through rings. Yeah, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, some some crazy challenges. That's fine for being challenging. I'm glad Starfield doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's like, hey, you want this thing? Use that thing. And and so that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think I would be a little annoyed if they were like 3,000 headshots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. If it was excessive. But it's, yeah. it's not. It's, it's usually not. pretty easy, at least in the lower levels. I don't know if they it's more difficult but no i i i don't think so i mm-hmm. i there's been a few uh perks that i've gotten all four but not cumbersome we got an awesome comment from pat's fan and pit and pat's pit, fan yeah so oh, the patriots, patriots yeah in pittsburgh is he supposed to be a steelers fan <gasps> do they like tom brady or not that's <laughs> everybody loves to- tom brady what are you talking about <laughs> uh pat's fan in pit says thank you for a great show all right, Pat's fan in Pitt says, thank you for a great show. Listening to your conversation is enjoyable and very smooth. Ooh, very smooth. Smooth. By that I mean no talking over each other. And the discussions are involved enough in Starfield, but not in the weeds. Looking forward to what I can glean to improve my playing experience. Well, thank you, Pat's fan in Pitt, for that and for the review on Apple. We actually had a nice comment uh, on uh, Spotify. So the Spotify podcast will automatically currently does this automatic poll where it just says, what did you think of this episode? Mm -hmm. So um, if you see that uh, we do notice and we, we read what you write. So thank you for this comment. We got a comment from Conradical, which great name by Mm -hmm. the way. Uh, But Conradical said that they just started playing Starfield. And in fact, it's the first gameplay that they've had in 15 years so here we've got uh we've got conradical who just hasn't been gaming Mm -hmm. starfield comes out and it's like it's a special it's a special beast um but conrad said you were wondering about a new player's take on it and i have to say it's incredible cheers gentlemen nice so imagine like skipping gaming for 15 years and then coming back i mean the the change in technology and yeah. I mean, let's, let's take it back. So it's 2023. Someone quickly do the math. Okay. Top games in 2008 were Grand Theft Auto 4, mm-hmm. God of War Chains mm-hmm. of Olympus. Now, that's pretty eye-opening because this is before the God of War change because it's different now. It's mm-hmm. a very different series. And this was the old version. Fallout 3. So... I don't know for sure because Conrad didn't say what they were playing 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I would guess if they're coming back for a Bethesda game, they were probably playing Fallout 3. Yeah. Uh, probably a safe bet. Metal Gear Solid 4, Left for Dead. 
it's changed quite a bit. Like, imagine playing Fallout 3, you skip Skyrim, you skip Fallout 4, you skip all that stuff, and then boom, Starfield. Yeah, that's... I bet they got married to somebody that hates video games. (laughs) (laughs) That does happen. That does happen. Thanks to everyone that listens on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and thank you to those watching on YouTube. All links are provided in the show notes below, and extra special thanks for comments and feedback. If you have a comment, suggestion, or an in-game story to share, you can leave a comment on our YouTube page. If you like the show, consider dropping a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. That would really help us, Michael, wouldn't it? Oh, it would. Yeah, and thanks for traveling the Starfield with us. Make sure you subscribe, because we will be back for more next week. Yeah, thank you everyone. We will see you then.